0: What's up, party people? What's up, Oliver? You there? I'm here. What's up, man? So let me do a quick intro, and then we'll we'll be underway. So welcome, everyone, to the Leverage Podcast. Not sure what episode this is, somewhere in the 60s. And uh, like I mentioned a second ago, we've got uh, a good buddy of mine, Oliver, on the phone. He's our uh, special guest today. Oliver, when do we meet? Like... uh, couple of years ago through like Ben and Louie, right?
1: Yeah. Something like that. Like, uh, two years ago, two and a half years ago. Uh,
0: I think I, yeah, I think I came over to one of, when you were living in LA, um, you yeah. had your place back there with the, uh, the pool and the, the sex dungeon. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the one thing that it transferred was, to a duffel bag, <laughs> <laughs> what's that pool house for? Oh, nothing um the one thing that immediately oh, struck me about you was like you always got in everywhere and you always had like tons of friends and a bunch of girls around so i i assumed you yeah. were pretty cool then obviously when we started hanging out more um
1: and our birthdays are one
0: day apart so it means yeah, that we're both dude. a little nuts totally that was crazy fucking gemini's i've met a lot of guys yeah. who have like who are similar to me and then i find out that they have a birthday like right around June 8th, so not surprising there. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, so tell me, and, and it's funny, because, like, I met your brother, who's very religious, and then I met your cousin, who's super religious, and he was actually a client of mine way back in the day, um, who was trying to kind of get out of the, like, orthodox kind of... Are you talking of- about Mendy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but
1: Mendy- he, he He's just my... He's just my uh, brother's friend, but he's not my cousin.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought they were cousins. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Mendy, yeah, Mendy was like, he came to me and he was like, yeah, I used to be a super Orthodox Jew. Now, like, I want to be normal and not, like, be super religious and I want to hook up with chicks and do all that stuff. Um, and then I met your brother through him, but I never ended up working with your brother. Uh, but it's funny because obviously you and your brother seem a lot different. Um Yeah just in terms of like <laughs> yeah, going out a little different out. there. Yeah. Um, so I think it'd be valuable for all the guys in the call to kind of get an idea of like, so what's your lifestyle like right now? And then what was it like, I don't know, like when you were, I don't want to say struggling, but when you're at your lowest point when it came to like chicks and partying and, Making money and all that stuff.
1: Uh, for sure. Um, uh, what should I go with first? Uh, now or before?
0: Let's start with the before.
1: Okay. Um, so I remember when I was like, um, uh, like 15 years old or something like that. Back in the day, they had these like all-age clubs, um, which is like pretty crazy because they don't have parties like these anymore. Uh, for, like, people who are, like, under 18 or whatever. But it was just, like, all the different high schools and stuff, and they went to, like, a Jewish high school. Not, like, too religious or anything. I, w- I was never religious. Um, but um, basically, um, they had these all-age parties, and I remember we started, like, uh, going out to them. You'd pay, like, 30 bucks, whatever. And then uh, that was my first, like, experience, like, making out with a girl and I lost my virginity at 15 from like one of the chicks at one of these clubs. Um, so, uh, basically it's funny because like game then was like, you would not talk to any girls. All it would be is you just start going behind them and start dancing with them and (laughs) their friend will either pull them away or they'll nod their head. And like, and sometimes, sometimes the chicks wouldn't even look to see how you look like just based on the fact that like her friend nodded or like didn't pull her away and then we'd like make out and we'd, like have like contests who could make out with the most girls or whatever then um and like i it's started to like gain like that was
0: my it's funny that you said it cuz that was my same experience too when i was like you know in high school and like yeah, i was a little bit later i was a little bit more of a late bloomer but but yeah like 17 18 that that was my game zero talk Go behind a girl, fucking freak her. Right? Freak dance yeah. all up on her, grind her dick on her ass, and then eventually if she liked it, she'd turn around, you make out, and that's that.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ridiculous. anyways, go on.
1: So anyways, when I was like sixteen, um uh, we got these fake IDs, went to Vegas and then uh, we went to um, this club and like we hated that there were like outdoor areas because we did like we wished that like it was more loud so that we wouldn't have to talk to the girls like literally like no game. <laughs> um, it was just like, fuck, we can't we can't do the like go behind girls trick or whatever. So like um, those cl- uh, things faded away and they went from this guy who was like hooking up with, like, all these girls, quote-unquote, to, like, being, like, in my head, like, fuck, like, I suck with girls or whatever. Um, uh, And then, because I realized, fuck, I need to talk to them, and I don't know what the fuck to say. Um, Then I remember, like, one time I heard that this guy, my buddy Eli, uh, was uh, going, uh, had, like, a threesome uh, from uh, this club Tiger Heat, which used to be, like, like a buy club, which was like the fucking place to like pick up chicks. All these chicks would fucking go there. So basically, I heard that he had a threesome, and like when you when you're like 17 years old and you hear that like so someone that you know had a threesome, it was it was like the most like crazy thing to like ever hear about. So what I do, I went to that place. I actually ran into Eli, and then started going out. And then basically was going out like seven nights a week for like almost two years. So, and uh yeah. It was... How many? Sorry, go ahead. No, what were you saying?
0: I was saying, how many girls do you think you approached in that time frame? Um,
1: thousands, thousands. Yeah. Um. You know, like no you know you guys could learn like all the things like you know how to be smooth from Robbie and like what to say from Robbie, but the fact is, if you're not approaching a million fucking chicks, you're not gonna get ass because it's like um you know little like caliber- here's the thing like when I go up to a girl like like i'm like I'm like always confident about it because. Really, I have like a million reference experiences in my mind of me going up to a girl and her liking me. So, like, why would I have doubt that this time would be any different? You know, but the way that I got all those reference experiences is, is, um, from going out and getting rejected more than most people. So, um, you know, slowly but surely. Like, uh, I just started getting better and like, uh, and then I went through an asshole phase where I was just being like a dick to like every girl, which would gauge responses. Uh, but, uh, my, I like stopped getting laid because all these girls had egos towards me and like, they're like, fuck, uh, fuck this guy. He's an asshole. It was almost like if they had sex with me, they would be losing the battle, you know, where like sex is a win-win. So um, so yeah, I guess what life looks like now is, uh, during the day, I juggling four different businesses. Um, it's crazy sometimes. And, uh, uh, Poon is good. <laughs> Poon seems to be very good for Oliver. Um, I, and I love Poon Here, here's, here's the thing. I'm like, one. Of, it's like, I'm like one of the horniest people, like people could meet you know, what's funny is like when I used to go out, it was about getting the girl, you know what I mean? And approaching like any girl. Now it's about, I just want really good sex. And if I feel when I'm talking to a girl, like the sex is going to suck, I get completely disinterested and I just bounce, you know, I just love sex. And I think girls could really pick up on that because, you know, that that's what it's all about. Uh, they could feel the sexual vibe. They could feel like man, um, this guy makes it, like, cool to, like, fuck. It's not, like, this, like, weird thing that she'll be judged for.
0: Yeah, and you really do a good job of showing that. Um, And it's really hard for a lot of guys to do that. It takes a ton of repetition. It takes a ton of those reference experiences, like you mentioned, because the last thing you want to do is put out, you know, what you think is a sexual vibe and then get rejected, because then you feel, like, you know, like, fucking disgusting right? Obviously, that's going to happen a lot. And once you get, you know, desensitized to the rejection, then you really start to see that those results. But out of all the guys I've seen, you're one of the best at basically projecting your sexuality and like a fun, playful. Sex is no big deal. You know, I love sex. You should love sex, too. You'll probably love sex with me. Let's go have sex. You know, let's I'll fucking tie you up and and do all this fun shit. And we'll both have a good time and it's just, it's not a big deal. Oh Yeah, exactly. It's It's just like, we'll just go do that.
1: Yeah. Like I, it's like, I will put my penis in your mouth type thing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yep. So (laughs) did you like, when did you notice like a a transition between kind of when you put out that vibe versus when you did it? If you think back.
1: Okay. I'll, I'll tell you, um, there was one night as going to Hollywood um, uh, to this Club Lure, which was freaking killer. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, like, uh, there was a period where I was just, like, really just, like, teasing girls too much and being, like, um, too, like, asshole-y. Like, you know, like, I still, like, you know, sometimes ask girls, like, you know, who are you or whatever, but I would, like, take it too far. Like, yeah, like, why should I be, like, into you or blah, blah, blah. Just, like, too much, too much, you know? Yeah. And uh, I remember one time, um, uh, I was in the car, uh, with my buddy and, uh, he's like, uh, he's like drinking his alcohol to pregame before we go in. I'm like drinking my, uh, two Red Bulls. Cause there was a period where like, I didn't drink. I was just going out sober. I was just like pregame with Red Bull. And, um, and he's like, dude, can I be honest with you? It's like, you're too much. You're playing around too much, you know, like try showing, um, try showing the chicks that you're into them. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Tonight, I'm just going to go up to girls and just be like, you're gorgeous. But like, not like in a creepy way, like, oh my God, you're gorgeous. Can I marry you? It was just like, you're gorgeous. Like I'm showing my interest, um, but, uh, I don't need it, you know? Uh so anyways the second i did that the first time it was like a, a freaking like 9 i don't usually give girls 10s but like let's just say a 9 and uh like instantly she grabbed my face and started making out with me and um it was like this aha moment like show girl like people like people who like them so you know it's almost it's almost like this paradox where like you don't want to be the like classic guy who's just like complimenting the chick, but like you're, it's, it's almost like the vibe you're projecting where, you know, like I'm into you, like you're hot, but I also have a million options. It's not like you're, it's, you're not saying that, but like it's the vibe that you project.
0: Totally. And, um, you know, it it seems like, well, let me ask you this. When you were, when you were kind of going through that period where you're going out and doing like tons of approaches, did you ever study any pickup stuff or any game related stuff? Or was it mostly just like trial and error?
1: Um, I read the book, the game like uh, back in college. And like uh, when I first started going out, I was like using like all these lines and everything like that, all these like little pickup lines. Um, yeah, and uh, they got, they got results, but then like, I remember there were times where I'd like go, I'd like have like a brain fart, and I'd go to the bathroom and like look at like my phone with like these notes that I kept on like different lines I could use, you yeah, know. There. And uh-huh. and uh, you know I, I I had a buddy Ori back in the day who was like who had like all these lines and all these like routines and everything, and like I learned a lot from him. But then like there was a period of time where like. Um, I literally stopped going out cause I needed to like make my business happen. So I wouldn't need to go back to school because I freaking hated school. And during that period of time, I like didn't hang out with any pickup artists at all. Like my buddy, Eli, I'd never like studied anything. He was just like a natural, you know? So, I, you know, I was still like hanging out with him, but like, I literally like the only people I hung out with were like cool guys who got late. You know, like, if you think about it, most guys that are out and, like, you see them go home with a girl, they don't have game. (laughs) They're just, like, showing interest in the girls. They're just kind of, like, chill. You know, they're just kind of, like, there. They're not being weird. You know, they're a little funny, but, like, they're not, like, doing all these, like, magical things and getting the girls, like, jumping up in the air. You know, like, when I first started going out, that was the goal. You know, like, we could always spot where the one of us are in the club. We just like look for the most commotion going on. It's like, okay, there's Eli, there's Manny, there's Oliver or whatever. So, um, but all of this comes, you know, all the phases you go through come from just going out and talking to people, you know, and talking to chicks. A big thing is make friends with dudes. If you can't make friends with dudes, then you will never get hot girls because it's true. hot girls hang out with cool dudes so
0: be a cool dude couldn't have said it any better myself um and well, have you ever had any guys that like you were just going out with I'm sure you have but I'm curious if you have any funny stories on this just guys who you were going out with that were just totally holding you back and how did you escape from going out with them um
1: I can't say that there were people I was going out with regularly that were holding me back because, like, um, like we did have, like, a really good crew, um, like, yeah. when we first started going out. Like, like, it was really, really good, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. we'd, like, hang out and do crazy shit outside of the club. Um, but um, I'd say, like, now, you know, you, like, like, I don't... Like, I don't like people who approach every single girl, you know what I mean? Because in the beginning, you got to approach every single girl if you're like shy and like you don't talk to people, you know what I mean? But eventually you get to the point where like, if you're not, like, why would I approach? It's almost like, like I could be like completely in a non-social mood, like when I'm out, like completely. But then all of a sudden I'll see a smoking hot girl. I'll approach immediately because it's so natural. Like I'm genuinely attracted to her. I'm not like trying to do this, I'm not trying to do approaches. I'm not trying to like approach for the sake of approaching. It's like, I see a hot girl. It's like my, my dick like wakes me up. And he's like, go Oliver, go, go to the her. woman. Look at her. <laughs> so, so guys, game with your dick. If a girl, if a girl's not feeling that you want to fuck her and that you're comfortable with sex and that you don't need it, but like you want it, you're showing her that you want it. You're making things, like, fun. You're just very playful about things. You're just telling her about things in your life, you know? Uh, she'll be into you. Not, and here's the big thing. Not every girl is going to be into you, you know what I mean? Not every girl's into me, you know? But it, we're looking for girls who we vibe with, who are cool, who our personalities match.
0: And like you said before, people like people who like them. So you go up and you like her. Exactly. She's way more inclined. I mean, I can't tell you how many times. I brought home questionable girls just because I knew they liked me, and I'm like, well, yeah. you know, she likes me. Yeah. Maybe a <laughs> but yeah, why not? It's <laughs> you
1: know? true. It's like she wants she wants the D, and I can appreciate that.
0: Yeah, gotta appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah what what impact do you think like sales and just being and just being a good salesman? um, like what impact do you feel like that has had both like just in your life and then how it translates to game
1: um huge actually um i i think like the second i started doing very well business-wise like i started getting like not because of the fact that i had money um coming in you know it, it's not like oh girls like guys who have money which you know, that they do like guys who are, it's not that they like guys that are well off. They like having fun experiences and guys with money can provide more fun experiences. So that's the motivation. But like once I started having success, I like, I became a different person. I understood people. I understood that like girls weren't these things, you know, because um, like I would work with girls on my sales team where, you know, I can't do anything sexual with them. I just need to, like, get to know them as a person. I'm hearing all the things that are going on in their life. And, like, I really just understood people in general. And, uh, you know, girls and guys are different in the way they go about things. But girls and guys are the same, in a sense, because we're all people. Girls um, eat, they sleep, they shit, they fuck, you
0: know? So. Mm -hmm. At least some of them admit to it. Some don't. Can yeah. you uh, give us a little backstory on like, you know, how, where you what you did like during college and how you got into like, you know, how you got into Nerium and then some of the business stuff. I know you can't talk about all of it, but any of the stuff that you want to talk about now? Because um, there's a lot of guys out uh, the hall that are like wanting to be entrepreneurs, want to get better at sales and so on and so forth
1: sure okay so i was uh so i started going out when i was 17. i lucked out with uh getting a guy's id who looked like me um who was over 21 so i started going out whatever and then uh my buddy eli was in uh, an mlm company called prepaid legal now it's known as legal shield they have like a prepaid legal plan and uh and Eli um, told me like, hey, when you turn 18, you gotta do this prepaid legal thing with me. And I was like, okay, sure, why not? You know, I, I don't care, whatever, I could make some money. So um, I started school, right? And I started going out and everything. And uh, I joined prepaid legal. And then after um, three months um, into, um, into prepaid legal, I dropped out of school The quote unquote focus more on prepaid legal. But now I'm 18. I live in my in my mom's house. I don't have rent. I don't have bills. I have all this time on my hands. What do you guys think I did? Um, I did not do any prepaid legal. I was still showing up to the events. I was being plugged into the system, but I was doing like bare, bare, bare minimum. So I was going out seven nights a week, having a ton of fun. And like after a year, my parents are like, hey, Oliver, you gotta go back to school. You said you're gonna make money with this prepaid legal thing, what are you doing? And um, I realized in that moment, after like a few months of like my parents, especially my dad just calling me, me nonstop, like annoying me that I needed to go back to school, I realized I had two options. Uh, option A was to go back to school, which I hated more than anything in the world, hated homework, hated having to be somewhere at a certain time, I hated all that. Or option B, I somehow make this prepaid legal thing happen. I get around the right people um, and uh, I get away from the wrong people, uh, people with bad mentalities, negative people, all that crap. And I literally—I uh, remember—I I blocked my dad's phone number on my phone, so I couldn't hear his negative ear on like how prepaid legal wasn't going to work. Um, I blocked. It's phone where it would automatically go straight to voicemail. I didn't talk to him for like three months. And like, I hit it hard. I didn't go out. I stopped listening to music. Like I was a nutcase. I'm not saying you guys need to do this, you know, but I started listening to just good audios and everything like that. And within three months I hit one of the top levels in the company and uh, I just started killing it. So it, when it comes to like making things happen and motivation, you know, like some people are motivated because they want to provide for their kids. They want to do this in life. My motivation for not going back to school was stronger than a lot of people's motivation for providing for their family. <laughs> I was so motivated to not go back to school, like you could not stop me. So what, and when you
0: were were crushing it, when you were crushing it, like what was your kind of day to day? You were just adding people under you all out. How'd you do that? How'd you do that all out? Anything I
1: could, you know, I was just approaching people. I got over my fear of approaching people. You know, uh, the friends who like, I was scared to talk to in the beginning, you know, I was scared to bother my friends. I got to the, I don't give a fuck point. I didn't give a fuck. I was just going to hit up everyone. I was just going to talk to everyone. You know, um, okay. I learned, uh, on a CD by a guy named Jim Rohn, make make up in numbers, what you lack in skill. So, which is kind of like when I first started going out, you know, I sucked, but like I was approaching so many girls, I was getting results, you know? So, um, there's some people who are really good with girls. They're cool, but they're not getting any ass because they're not talking to anyone.
0: Yeah, man. I did the same thing when I was like, it was right out of college for me. Um, but my job was to raise money for startup companies and I just fucking talked to everyone. And, um, you know, I, I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. I had no idea, like, People would ask me like, "What do you do?" I'm like, oh, "I'm private equity," and I didn't even know what that meant. <laughs> it was really good, amazing yeah, and you just kept getting better. Yeah, and that's uh, how you, you get know, good. Yeah, you just fake it till you make it. So that's that's cool. So you exactly. were just approaching guys, girls, and, and just growing. Okay, so go on. What what happened after that?
1: Yeah, so I continued. You know, um, I've uh, uh, eventually this. Uh, Uh, Well, first of all, I was a machine. I literally wasn't listening to any music um, for like a year straight. Um, I was only listening to good audios. I was reading good books. And, uh, you know, I was working with the team, digging through their list, you know, meeting people, meeting people. Every single day I was like meeting up with like my team at like coffee shops and everything. It was literally nonstop nonstop there wasn't like a okay I worked from this to this time and then I get home and I watch TV no I wasn't watching TV I wasn't watching nothing I was just like like I was scared to go back to school I hated it you know so um You know, then um, started having a lot of success, built a big team. I had this New York team blowing up of all these religious Jews, and I was uh, flying every (laughs) single month to go build with them. Uh, There's some parts in New York that I didn't even know existed in America, like these um, towns where... Um, guys and girls had to walk on separate sides of the sidewalk. Like one sidewalk was designated for men, one sidewalk for women. It's like in like upstate New York, it's crazy, crazy oh, wow. stuff. But like, I didn't care. I was just, I, I was going in there making friends with all of them. They loved me. I, you know, uh, I, I cracked some like Jewish jokes. I'm Jewish. So, you know, it's okay for me to like say it. I would tell them I'm Jewish and, you know, I was just doing anything that I could. And then, you know, after a while that company got like bought out and, um, they changed the compensation plan and, um, people were like falling back from rank. You know, I still hung on a little bit because I'm like, oh, there's still hope, but like compensation plan sucked. Meanwhile, uh, people were leaving that company to go to, uh, Niriam, which is new, uh, newer company. Now Niriam only like four and a half years old. Um, so, and prepaid legal is a dinosaur, like it's like 45 years old. So I started seeing people go have success. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to bounce prepaid legal, come to near him. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I hit the top level in the company in three and a half months. Um, now there's people who've done it quicker, but at that time I was the fastest person in the company to hit that ring. Uh, but, uh, you know and', and you
0: get uh, a bunch of free shit when you do that too. They give you like cars and nonsense and all that stuff, right?
1: yeah, yeah, I have a badass uh two door lexus uh that's paid for by the company, and uh you know hit it hard I'm at the point now at we where' like i don't need to do anything, and money's coming in because there's so many people who are leaders, and you know they have control of their own business um, and uh you know I've used that money to uh um, start uh, other ventures. You know, I invested in one thing when I first started with Nerium and it didn't go anywhere. You know, lesson is, you know, sometimes you're going to have to take risks and sometimes things will fail, but you just keep moving. And then, you know, I was able to start another business in the student loan forgiveness industry and that uh, I have two apps in the works. So I'm definitely, uh, keeping myself busy and this sh- this shit's attractive to girls. It's not the fact that you make money. It's the fact that like, you're just this badass dude making shit happen. So the more you're making shit happen, uh, in your life, the more girls are just going to be into you. It's just your vibe. You know what I mean? Like if you hear like things I talk about with girls, like, yeah, I see some funny shit here and there. Yeah. But you know what I mean? I'm, I am i uh, I tell them I want to fuck them or whatever and do bad things to them, blah blah blah. But like when when I'm talking to them about what I do or like when I'm talking to them about the fact that I went to Whole Foods yesterday, there's my dick is screaming through my eyes, basically. Like they can yeah, feel the your, energy.
0: They're feeling the passion. They're feeling the energy. They're feeling your vibe, which is I'm a young guy, I'm fucking in good shape. I do cool shit. I fuck hot bitches all the time, and I'm like I'm just being me, right? They they immediately pick up on that, and that's super attractive.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So you know, and uh, and uh, you know, and ne- uh, no matter what results uh, you guys get, just always be learning from people. You know what I mean? I'm a- I'm always learning from people. I never think that I have arrived, you know, and uh, make shit happen, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's great advice. Um, talk a little bit about the differences between partying. Like, I know you party a shitload in L.A., obviously Vegas, probably New York. Where else have you partying? and what have you kind of noticed is, are the differences? And then a lot of guys were asking in the group, uh, well, a couple of guys asked, like, tips on Vegas in particular.
1: Tips on Vegas. Well, cha- well um, Vegas local game. Yeah, talking to local chicks is different than if you're going to be talking to girls uh, who are tourists. Uh, girls who are, uh, well, if you guys come to Vegas, you guys are probably going to come on a weekend and it's going to be tourist central, you know, so I guess I'll talk about that. Um, once you're Vegas local, you don't, you try and like stay away a little bit from the tourist zone just because, you know, you're going to be up to like, four or five in the morning before you even like pull the chick back um to your place just because they're with their group of friends and they're on this vegas trip together um so but uh one thing is you want to stick to the set you know stick to the chicks um as long as they're fun, they're not annoying. You know what I mean? They're not boring, but also you got to ask yourself, are you boring? Are you not fun? You know? So, but if you are fun and you know your shit's funny, yeah, you know I mean? Like now I, when I say shit that I know is fun. Okay. Like I know it's gold. If a girl does not respond well to it, I'm, fucking out of there. Unless it's like early in the night, I just know I need to bounce and come back there later because she's in her head and like she needs to get some alcohol in her system. But um, you know, um try and um book your hotel for the cl- uh in the same hotel as the clubs or pool parties you're gonna go to because then it's so easy to just pull them back like like hey uh, yeah, we're gonna day go at, um,
0: day at stay at excess. Not, I yeah, also get a hookah.
1: Get yeah. a hookah. It's a good excuse for hanging out. It's a, it, it's like you, it's like you're just sitting talking as if there like was no hookah. But like hookah, just I don't know. It's just like an excuse for sitting in one place and talking. It's like you're doing something. It's like hey, we're all gonna smoke hookah and drink a little bit and rage in the suite or the room or whatever.
0: Yeah, and so the guys in the call know. Oliver lives. Um, in the MGM Signature Towers, which are basically attached to the MGM Casino and the hotel. Um, And it looks like a hotel. You go up into his room. He's got, like, the hookah set up. Um, You know, it's a dope hookah. The the spot's, like, super nice. He's got, like, the blackout curtains. And he's got his his bag of tricks, obviously, for whatever lucky lady makes it (laughs) it into the the black room of Um, (laughs) fame. But, um, you know, like, and, and when we went out the other night, was it like a Monday night or a Tuesday night? Um, yeah,
1: Monday you night. Know,
0: whenever I go to Vegas, like I try to stay at the Wynn or the Encore because that's where all the hot chicks stay. Cause that's the where best. the clubs are.
1: The yeah. best. Uh, if I could live at the Encore, I would. Just like there's only six hotels in Vegas that you could live at. So uh, if I could live at the Encore, I would live at the Encore in a heartbeat. I would say that is the best hotel to stay at. Hands down.
0: I agree completely. So what is, um, so what, how does your strategy differ for local Vegas girls?
1: For locals, um, you know, uh, like, yeah, like if it's on, um, you know, I'll try and pull them back or whatever. I always try and like pull them back to my place. Um, uh, but you know, a lot of times I'll just go out because like I have shit. Okay. First of all, I'll go out during the week. Uh, if you guys want to meet hot local chicks, uh, they go out during the week, not the weekends, because they're either working on the weekends or they just want to avoid the tourists because most of their jobs include entertainment uh, where they're around tourists nonstop. So they just kind of want to get away from them. Uh, so um, I usually I'll go out like, like one night, maybe two nights during the week and uh, get like a ton of numbers and then I'll just follow up with them right basically it
0: yeah you can play the longer game because obviously they're they're local
1: versus, yeah versus not. yeah exactly because i, I don't like
0: one of the, unless, you
1: know what are you saying
0: saying one of the tough things about vegas from my experience is like you can meet a group of girls and you have to really know like you really have to figure out like logistics if they're there for a bachelorette party if you're going to be able to like, you know, go to different venues with them because it's easy to like dust an entire night on girls that it's not going to go anywhere. I feel like in Vegas, you found that?
1: Yeah. Um, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Um, I, I, I don't like big groups. Um, because then like, I know how to win over a group. I could go into a group and make them all love me. It's just Take so much out of me. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, I've, I've gotten a little bit like, um, like, uh, what's the word for it? Not lazy, but like, uh, like, uh, I don't want to deal with a group of like six chicks or whatever it is. Um, but, but, um, yeah, I try and find like a group. The best is like a group of like two chicks or three chicks. The best is like three because if you're by yourself, Um, You could just go ahead and bounce one of them back and then two of them still have each other. So the girl doesn't feel like they ditched her friend or something because, you know, a girl can't leave a a single. uh, She can't leave (laughs) one girl walking around to get attacked by dudes. Yeah, exactly. Well, I would
0: say it's, it's the it's the rule of even. So. If there's a group of three and it's you and a buddy, that's not going to work because now you have an odd sized group. They were three and now you're five. So there's always going to be that odd man out. So if they're yeah. three and you're three, that works. If they're three and you're one, that works. If they're two and you're two, that works. So you always got to make an even number.
1: Yeah. Or you just got to pull them all back and then just fuck one of the girls in the bathroom. Just, tell her, too. <laughs> just be like, oh, I, I, need, I need to show you something. What am I going to show her in the bathroom? Obviously, (laughs) my dick, (laughs) you know. Uh,
3: But they don't
1: don't care. They don't care, you know. If you're just cool about everything, you're fun, very light energy. Like, girls love it. They just love fun dudes, you know. they They love guys who are just having fun, who are comfortable with themselves, who are confident in
0: themselves, who like them, et cetera, et cetera degree more. Well, let's see uh, let's see let's open it up to some questions. There were a couple guys on mute due to uh, background noise issues. I'm going to unmute you guys, Maz and uh, Sandeep. And who's got questions?
2: You find that your um this is Sandeep. you guys find that your approach has changed if a woman is physically slightly more intimidating like what I mean is like she's really tall? Cuz for some reason I feel like I approach women differently if they're shorter than me or if they're like physically not as intimidating. But when you get those Amazons that are like wrapped in leather and they're just like, they look like they're fucking almost fake. I feel like it's a lot more difficult. The approaches are difficult.
1: My my approach isn't different based on how they look. My approach is different as to what type of group they're in or where they're at and stuff like that. So, you know, to me, it makes No, first of all, like, you know, like most, uh, like, like the majority of girls that I'll talk to, unless it's like to fuck around and just crack jokes and keep myself abused, the majority of girls I'll like approach are hot ones, you know, because like, why would I approach a girl that I'm not attracted to? In the beginning, Uh, I, I, I approached the what?
2: I didn't, I didn't really mean how good they look. I meant like other physical attributes, like. I had an experience when I was in Amsterdam and, you know, Dutch people are the tallest in the world. And it was just really odd for me to approach girls that were like 6'3". I was like... If it's odd for you, it's
1: odd for them. Yeah. You know, they could pick up on that stuff. If you feel odd, she's going to feel it. If you feel good, then she's going to feel it too, you know? Uh, but that's why it's good, you know, like to be, a, pro- you know, you, you, you've got to go through the before you c- it's almost like a privilege to be able to be selective with who you approach, you know, like, like, after 1000s and 1000s of girls that I've approached, I think I've like, earned the like, hey, I'm allowed to just be selective with who I approach. You know, but like, like now, if I were you, I'd be approaching everyone. So like, by the time you approach her, you're not in your head. You're just like, you know, you could comment on anything, some funny shit. Look how crazy that girl's hair is. And then you guys both laugh. Oh, who are you? Yeah, I'm Van Deeb. What's your name? Oh, cool. Where are you from? Like, you know, like, I'll, I'll say like the classic stuff. You know what I mean? Like, where are you from? Oh, you're from here? Okay, yeah, you know what they say about girls from here, and then they're like, "What?" I'm like, "I don't fucking know." <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you know, <laughs> anything doesn't it doesn't matter. You know, it's almost yeah. like it's all blabber talk just to show your vibe. You know what you do? I, I heard a, there's a saying that goes, um, "What you do and your vibe uh, speaks so loud that I can't hear what you're saying." Yeah. So uh, the self is always tip. coming through. <laughs> did you, um, so, but you, maybe, maybe we can talk about the negatives. Like what,
2: what traits did you lose as you got better and you approached more? What stuff, what stuff did you stop doing?
1: What stuff did I stop doing? I don't know. I stopped caring. I really have, uh, I'd say an abundance mentality, I guess. Like, you know, like, uh, I'm looking for girls who like I click with as opposed to girls who are just hot, like, obviously if a girl's hot, like that, that's going to make me curious about her, you know, but like I've been on dates with girls where like, you know, the, it's almost like pulling teeth to like keep the interaction fun, which like, I don't like I love like witty banter back and forth, you know? Um, uh, but uh, uh, at the same time, uh, I'd say, you know, I was always thinking, um, I don't want to get in any relationships because I, I didn't want to be in a relationship with a girl who wanted me then I like knew I was going to get better. And I'm like, okay, uh, I'll only get in relationships uh, with girls who like my future self type thing. Uh, which is funny because like, I'm still always thinking like, man, like in a couple of years from now, I'm even going to be more of a badass. You know, I mean, of a a yacht, private jet, what kind of girls am I going to be attracting then? You know? Uh, but like what I stopped doing is, um, I stopped care. I stopped caring, um, what the outcome is going to be. I just found this like peace in myself. Girls could feel when a guy is at peace and knows who they are.
0: And just to reiterate what you're saying about not jumping into a relationship when you, when you're kind of in the midst of rapid improvement, that's so important because I've seen so many guys, you know, they're like halfway there and obviously you never get there. Right. But they're going to make this huge yeah. hockey stick sort of transition um from, you know, getting X results to getting Z results. And they quit halfway through and, and they're doing that because we're in a relationship and it's like, they could do so much better if they were to hang out, hold off for a bit.
1: Yeah. They gave, they gave in to the dark side of the forest. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. It, it's a huge, it's a huge thing. You know, you just gotta uh, keep, just have high expectations for yourself. You know, I have such high expectations for myself, you know, like some people who I know from back in the day were like, wow, you're like killing it. And like, all these areas of your life. And like, and I'm like, thank you. Thank you. But like in the back of my mind, I'm like, fuck, you haven't seen shit yet. You haven't seen anything yet from where I'm going. But like, I don't say it. I just like think it,
0: I just know it. Bendy, Benny, did that answer your question?
2: Yeah, I did. I mean, what he said he stopped doing was basically a mentality that he stopped having. So that, I mean, that definitely answers the question to some degree. Totally.
0: That's what it's really all about. And and women can really pick up on that mentality. You know, it's it's all about the vibe you put off, but you can't change the vibe until you basically you have to change your actions. You got to do all this stuff. um, And eventually you're going to start feeling differently about it. And sure, you can try to, you know, you can try to manipulate how you feel, right? And, and you can tell yourself, you know, be confident or do this and use those affirmations. But in my experience, I haven't had any success with that. What I've had had success is exactly what Oliver said, which is approach like a madman. When it comes to women, when it comes to business, just turn yourself into a fucking beast and like execute, 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 get a lot of shit done and you'll start to really improve your confidence and see results. And then that is what leads to, to that new kind of vibe that you're putting out. But so guys don't want to do the hard work. They don't want to do those approaches, and that's where they get caught up.
2: Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for the tip. I'm going to, um, it's actually kind of funny because today's my birthday, and I'm about two minutes away from the Happy birthday, my man. Birthday. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. You gave me a nice yeah,
0: present there. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. I was going uh, to text you earlier, but then I forgot. <laughs> Cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I'm about to get my mom from the airport, and I don't think she's going to want to listen in, so I'm going to sign off. <laughs> All right.
1: All right, Just buddy. Let it, Happy uh, birthday, me man. Text
2: know what you're doing All right, right, man. Appreciate it. Take care. Yeah.
0: Who else has questions?
3: Uh, Oliver? Yep. Oh, hey, hello. This is uh, Joseph. So it sounds like um, you know making friends with cool guys, having other guys to go out with and talk to about gaming, women was probably just as important as doing thousands and thousands of approaches. Um, Can you talk about
1: how you know? It's almost like you want to do both. Okay, here's I know. Here's sorry, finish. I think I know uh, what uh, what uh, you're gonna ask, but finish what you're saying just so I make sure. Okay.
3: Yeah, I was just saying that. Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't disagree with the thousands of approaches, but also having just doing that by yourself, I don't know uh, how far you would have gotten. But uh, you know, also having the guys around you that you know give you advice, you could talk about stuff. Cool guys to hang out with, like you said, uh, tend to attract women. So, so maybe talk about how you would go about a finding those guys. Uh, and B, you know, offering some value to them or convincing them to, you know, be part of their their
1: group. Okay, that is actually a great question, and uh, the answer is um, by becoming good at cold approach. Because then you could always, like, you know, when I've needed to, when I've like gone out with like promoters and like I, you know, when I was building relationships and I need and I've in the past needed to like bring chicks out. You know, it's not a problem because I know how to approach chicks, get some numbers and invite them out. And they're like, man, I'm going to have fun with this cool guy, you know? So um, if, if you want to like have even good like business connects and people you could learn from, you know, if, if you're good with chicks, that's a currency. Um, get, being, having chicks in your life to men is as high of a currency to men as making money. So if you could get girls, you know, you'll make lots of great connections. And um, you'll be invited to fun things that you can go ahead and bring girls to. And the guys love you because you're bringing out chicks and you get to form relationships and you're cool. And, you know, you're also making things happen in your life. That's important. You have goals. You know, the more you make happen in your life, the cooler and like more badass dudes you're going to have in your life. And the more badass dudes, it's almost like this revolving circle where, you know, you're approaching girls whenever you need to. You know, I mean, you know, even when I've been like, at at tables with like different, like, you know, wealthy rich dudes who like, you know, like invited me out to come kick it with them and like their guy friends. I'd like leave the table and come back with like five girls and they freaking love me, you know what I mean? And, you know, they have big houses and stuff that they'll invite me to, whatever. And like, um, you know, I'll bring some chicks, you know? So it, it, they, they all are like, uh, they're all, it's not one or the other, it's all of the above. You know, because like, even though like now, like, you know, I I, I don't really like go out just like, you know, approach, approach, approach nonstop these days, because usually I'm just at like tables with cool people and I'm meeting like chicks and like dudes at the table that I'm at, you know, but I still have that tool in my back pocket where, you know, if I don't like the chicks at the table or whatever. I could leave the table, go grab a few chicks, bring them to the table, you know, or, um, you know, if I'm in a random town where I don't know anyone and I'm not going to have a table, I could still just go run around like a nutcase like I used to and approach girls and have one in my room. So they they all go hand in hand and, and all of those things help the other thing, if that makes sense.
0: And just to add one thing is um thank you and i agree completely the the one thing i would add is guys who are cool also understand and know how to recognize you know that vibe just like girls do so so if you're struggling to with girls you're also going to struggle with guys right it kind of goes hand in hand and like oliver said the answer is cold approach approach yeah another thing is if you're invited to a
1: new circle if you're invited to a new circle with like new dudes that you're just getting to know who are cool and there's chicks don't just go start and picking up on the chicks at their table you know even if you're good at it you know if someone's not good at it then that's the worst thing because they're just creeping girls out Uh, and if you are good at it then dudes are going to be pissed at you if they're not your friend yet because you're (laughs) just going and taking you know you may take the girl that they have been like working on for like two months and now they're like i'm not inviting that motherfucker out again fuck him you know so um wait until you're like homies of the person and you guys both are talking about who at the table you're gonna fuck you know so um so just um uh, just be like very, uh very like calm, cool, collected and learn your surroundings and uh, just make friends with people, make friends with chicks too. Um, having hot girls who are your friends are a huge, huge asset because you're always walking around with hot chicks and, you know, if girls see you with hot chicks, they know you're obviously cool because you have hot chicks in your life. Yep. Okay. Got it. Thank you. Faux show.
0: Any other questions, guys? Kind of nearing that time. Anything else that uh, I didn't ask you over that I feel like is relevant to you know improving um, these areas? Okay, I have a
2: question about <laughs> business. Sure. Sure. Uh, He mentioned that he, Oliver, you mentioned that you are involved in a few businesses right now. And for somebody who wants to, you know, do something on their own, what areas or what kind of fields do you think are good? I think you mentioned also making apps. So can you elaborate on that?
1: Sure. But the thing is, like, in terms of apps, you need you need capital to get it going. You got to get like uh, an app developer. You got to pay them. You got to pay website developers. You got to pay bloggers. You got to pay social media people, you know? So um you could start an app and like formulate things and like, you know, um partner with people who have the money to like put up, I guess, you know? Um, But like online marketing is good. Just starting to learn about that, you know? You just want to become like very knowledgeable about things um network marketing is where i started you know it's a business that like you could start with a very low um investment but it does it does take time for some people some people just have like influence over people and uh you know they just say hey get started with me and they do and it's just like this chain effect of like people who are bringing in people who like all have influence Um, I wasn't one of those people. I had to build my influence. I had to kind of just like, you know, I was this 18-year-old kid who got started network marketing who had to have some kind of success um, and uh, learn how to show the success I'm having on Facebook to get people curious um, so that they could like ask me what's up. And, uh, you know, Um, so network marketing is a good avenue finding the right people to work with, uh, the right company. Um, One thing is you got to have But for most people, you got to have a job, you know, while you're building it, because sometimes it'll take time. And it's not one of those things where like you could start making money right away. It's uh, a lot of work, um, you know, but uh, just be um, just always be open about different things. You know, like there's not one thing that someone will approach me with to make money that I won't at least hear them out. You know, I'm not stuck on one thing. I'm not like, this is the way I do things. You know, I'm always open to hearing new things. It doesn't mean I need to agree with it. It doesn't mean that it's something I want to have in my life, but, um, I'm always open and I'm o- and, uh, I'm always listening.
0: I want to well, piggyback on that question, unless you have a follow-up, Derek.
2: Uh, one quick follow-up, especially about apps. It seems like you know every everybody and a dog is building an app right now. So how would I find, uh, kind of like an idea which would be more successful rather than something which would have high competition?
1: Makes any sense? Um, well, you just gotta think of it, you know. <laughs>
2: That's a really tough question that, to answer. That,
1: The idea I can't, I can't like help with, you know, um, uh, but uh, as far as um, motivation and like, like planning out your days and stuff like that and like doing things once you have an idea, like I could help with that, you know, but. Um,
0: well, if, you with want, idea, if you want ideas, if you want ideas on businesses that are great and make money is solve problems for rich people. That's, uh, that's the one thing to remember. Yeah. Exactly. Uber, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of those apps that, you know, you're, 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 uh, basically you're removing friction from people's lives. Um, a good buddy yeah. of mine, Merlin, I think you probably know Merlin, right, Oliver Merlin Kaufman. Um, he he's mm. just finished raising like a $50 million round for his, his app called sued. Which basically just allows massage therapists to come to your house and, and, you know, you don't have to go I've, to I've their seen,
1: office. I've seen Suze. I think, yeah. um, I think, uh, my buddy Eli knows him also, or like, he with him, like a while he's back in Hollywood guy. when he was. Yeah.
0: yeah he's a part LA guy. I mean, I run into him at Warwick and, you know, about a third of the time I'm out, I bump into,
2: <laughs>
0: I bumped into Berlin. Yeah. Uh, good dude Jewish guy you know um of course. <laughs> but yeah solve uh of course right solve a problem for rich people um you know sitting around and thinking of ideas I don't think anyone's ever come up with it that way but um learning a market really well or learning a business and you know being a carryover business usually how it goes um yeah so I wanted to this is about you, creating broke up saying wrong oh um so do you have any like rituals that you follow just personal stuff as far as like you know staying in shape i know when i was out there a few weeks ago you were uh, you know it was, it was interesting to me because you said you were working you know you're really on the fitness kick and you know you're in great shape um but what i liked is is when you said you work out with your trainer like monday tuesday wednesday and that allows you to party the rest of the week Whereas a lot of people yeah. like, just be like, no, I need to work out, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, otherwise, like it won't have the right thing, but you're very realistic about it, which is the smart yeah. way to go. Because then like, you're going to fucking show up to your workout. only go one-
1: yeah, I still I still do cardio 7 days a week though. Maybe I'll miss one day, but like I do that later. But like as long as I'm as long as I'm with my trainer Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like it'll keep my motivation to do my cardio um all 7 days of the week, which is just me speed walking for 45 minutes on the treadmill while watching a new episode of one of the shows I'm watching. Um, you know. Uh but uh working out is like um the best thing I did like yesterday I got back from LA. I was there for Mother's Day. And um like I was feeling like shit. You know, I was just like so tired. My mind wasn't working. And then um I hit up my trainer, right? Because obviously we didn't work out yesterday in the morning because I was in LA. I got back in the like late afternoon and I'm like, bro, I'm coming to your place because I'm I'm good homies with them. I'm like, yo, I'm coming to your place and, uh, we're going to work out. And he's, he's like, in that case, he'll work out like <laughs> five times a day with like different people, you know, if he could, you know, he, he loves working out. He's a bodybuilder. So yeah, I worked out last night, hit the weights, felt amazing. And then worked out again this morning. So I think like working out is just so good for the mind and the energy and it gives you the energy to do other things. Totally.
0: All right, guys. Well, one more question. We have time for one more. If anyone has one, going one. Um, I have a quick question. Yeah. Sure. Um your
2: your thoughts on transitioning to pull the girls to your hotel? Is it as simple as, "Hey, I got a hookah, let's go," or
1: are you? Um, it is, and
2: push-
3: also. Awesome.
1: Yeah, but, it is, and like. Also, I'm at the point where, like, I could just be like, all right, let's go. And, like, I've built, like, enough, like, between the two of us where they're just down to, like, hang out. You could also say there's an after party going on, and then it's just you, but, like, they don't care. (laughs) So, yeah, there's the after party. (laughs) Here we are. Uh, I remember, like, there um, there was a threesome I pulled, Um, like when I first moved here and uh, basically I'm like oh, after party the MGM and uh, we get to my place and they're like there's no after party you just wanted to have a threesome with us and I'm like okay you caught me yes you guys are both hot and I want to fuck both of you guys now what do you want to drink (laughs) you caught me (laughs) that's <laughs> it's just not it's just not a big deal, you know what i mean it's not a big deal. people have sex, girls have sex, girls like having a penis inside of them. they love giving head, they love it, they love guys and and the special ones also like girls <laughs> i'm and I'm all about those special girls I'm all about them. <laughs> So, but you, you know, the more the more you do, OK, the, OK, the more the more action you take um, and the more uh, bad reference experiences you have where like shit doesn't go your way, the more good reference experiences will happen and the more shit will go towards your way and the more shit that goes towards your way the more confident you get because you just have all these images in your mind of you doing something and it working, you know, and and confidence comes from successful attempts. So, you know, you the only way to get successful attempts is to have unsuccessful attempts and you just got to do it more than anyone else. And, uh, you know, then you just, uh, uh, and you go to new levels with what you are comfortable with and uh, girls just want like a comfortable guy who, like, you know, girls will do crazy shit with a guy who has done that crazy shit, and it's not a big deal to them, you know?
0: Totally. That's that's very well said. They want to feel like the guy has it under control. They don't want to feel like the first time, they don't know what the fuck he's doing. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly.
0: All right, guys, well, uh, I got to run, and I'm sure you guys do too. Thanks for everyone for being on the call. Uh, Oliver's in the group, so if anyone has questions or follow-ups, um, just shoot him a message or post in the group and I'm sure he'll be happy to answer. So, I'll talk 100. to you guys soon, Oliver. Thanks for being on and I'll see you in a couple weeks in Vegas. Of course.
1: And my biggest advice to you guys is listen to everything that Robbie says. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Everything that I've said about myself, Robbie has down. So, Um, so just follow Robbie's lead to the promised land.
0: Thanks buddy. Appreciate it. All right, guys. I'll catch you later.
1: All right. Bye guys.